You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hello, Happy New Year. What's up, everybody? This is Keetra back again for 2018 with the first episode of SOB Style of Business. And I'm so excited to be speaking to this gentleman. Uh, I am talking to Shay River, who is a writer, director, filmmaker, composer, musician, entrepreneur. I, I could say a lot of wonderful things about this gentleman, but I was so happy to be able to nab him for this episode specifically because He's one of the people who are on the brinks of doing some good things in the the workspace of film, and I'm definitely glad to have him on. So I will let him give us an introduction, and we're going to roll right in. And like I said, again, I'm just happy to have him for 2018, the first podcast episode of SOB. Make sure you guys join in, subscribe, follow. We have some great stuff coming throughout the year. So, hey, Shay, what's going on? How you doing? Thank you, Keisha. (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate the the chance to... uh talk to your uh, your audience here so absolutely absolutely let's let's definitely roll right into it because I know you got a lot of good things to tell us and we cannot wait to hear what you have going on so let's go ahead and get started tell us a little bit more about your background I know you have you hold rather quite a few titles and specifically today I guess we're going to be talking about you as a you know writer director filmmaker and then you know also kind of dabble it into your background as a musician and a composer. Yeah, so just to keep it simple, you could say that I'm a musician and a filmmaker. And the, the music that I do write is for films. So it's all in the film area, what I do. So as my background in uh, music was I, I went to Berkeley College of Music. I've been a musician since I was a kid. And when I left Berkeley, went into composing music for movies. And that's how I became a filmmaker. Oh, wow. You know, by being around filmmakers, being around directors, talking to them, I decided this is something I could do. So then I, I'm a self-taught filmmaker. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I learned filmmaking from just working on movies, going around, you know, asking a lot of questions, pick up a camera, shoot stuff, uh, you know, read a lot of books, watch a ton of movies. So that's, that's how I became a filmmaker. Yeah, so you were in the trenches, yes. learning and absorbing information, and I can say. Straight up, straight up. You know, uh, the way I say it is I was born a musician, but I became a filmmaker. So that's, that's how, how, how I end up to do both. Exactly, yeah. Well, I tell you yeah. what, we, we're definitely glad that you went that route, and I'm pretty sure some of the listeners will be Googling and trying to learn more about you once we finish this interview. And I... I hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I was reading, you know what, I tell you what, let me let me go back because see I, I tend to get ahead of myself when I get excited. So 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 let me let me do uh one step at a time. I know you've directed and, and produced an assortment of music videos, shorts, commercials, documentaries, but there was one film in particular I know you received a uh, an award for. And yes. I wanted to talk a bit about that, and that is If I Die Tonight. Yeah. So yeah, so let's let's just discuss that for a few. So If I Die Tonight is, I took the title from the Tupac song by the same title, which is uh, 
uh, a rap that he did a long uh, a while ago. Yeah. But anyway, the title is is where that 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 title is from. The film is about police brutality and community relations. And what I did in the film, I followed some some families of uh, victims of police police violence, like shootings, and uh, you know, try to find out how was it was this thing happening? How were, were people get innocent people getting shot? And on the other side of it, I also followed the families of police. So. The, the, the idea behind the film was to create a, a dialogue, a bridge between both sides of, of the issue. Uh, and and just so you know, this was way before, like, um, you know, people were talking about it every day. So yeah. it was a, a film ahead of, ahead of its time, you know. But we, we always knew that young young people of, of color were always getting shot. And, but nobody was talking about it, really. It'll be in the news for a minute and then move on, you know. So yeah, so that's that's this is a summary of what If I Die Tonight is about. You okay. know, I don't know if you have any specific questions about it. it but. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I did because one one of the things that I was thinking about when I was kind of just reviewing that and, and kind of coming up to speed on some of the some of your latest projects was the thought that that particular film was one that kind of created or carried rather you know some different messages and. Uh, it really touched on some of the things that were going on in the, you know, in the communities or, yeah. you know, around the world at that time. So what like when you're when you're creating new material, what sort of mindset are you in? Are you trying to create things that carry meaningful messages or things that get people to thinking and talking about social issues or is there anything a strategy that you use? Yeah, oh, I love that question. I mean, for me, it's it's all about what's meaningful to me, you know, because we all have different you know, standards and things like that. But what do I see that's strong? That's like a question that needs to be answered. Like in the case of, in the case of if I die tonight, it's cases of, I'll give you one example, a young, young man named Nicholas Hayward in Brooklyn. He was mm-hmm. playing with his friends. They live in a, in, a, in, a, in a small projects there. And he was just playing. He was 13 years old, similar to, to Mayor Rice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from one thing, from one, one thing happened and he got shot by this police. So I investigated that case, met with his parents. You know, it was a, it's a, it's a very, very sad, sad case of an innocent young boy playing and got shot and killed, you know. So it's a, it's a very powerful uh, story that happened there. And that moved me to, to keep, you know, keep shooting, keep making, you know, keep trying yeah. to get this down to the bottom of this. I mean, we spent five years in that film, you know, just to get everything, yeah. you know, it, it was a lot of, and then we started digging up so many more stories, so many more families and realized this is not just one or two, this is many, you know? And so when Mike Brown in 2014 uh, was shot in Ferguson, mm-hmm. That's when the whole new aspect of this really tipped off. And I, and I give credit to social media for that, you know, because we, we were all using Twitter and Facebook and, and now this thing caught fire. And now it became an everyday news, yeah. you know. So for those families that are before my ground and up till today, at least people are aware of the subject matter. So... So I'm glad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially yeah. in, 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 you know, within the industry, 
You can use your your creative space to really bring awareness to different social things that are that are happening. And I know you said you right. you guys spent five years kind of just trying to gather and research and put that film together. So I can imagine that that just kind of took some time, like being patient in in that process. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And you know, so but other things that I do, they're still meaningful, but at the same time, they're, they're much lighter. Like I like comedies too because yeah. they have a they have a serious message behind them, you know, some of them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, so, and I like satire pieces. So I'm, I'm pretty broad in my appreciation, but, yeah, it, it does have to mean something, you know, to me. I'm, I'm not trying to be like a frivolous slapstick kind of, kind of film. <laughs> exactly, here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> I, right. I got you, I got you. And I, I was reading about, uh, you know, what inspired you to write One Hit Wonder. And you mentioned some specific Hindu texts from the book, yeah. the Bhagavad Gita. And yeah, right. I, I mean, I definitely want to discuss that a minute. But then I also was, was kind of doing a little bit deep diving and deep digging in, into your inspiration behind it. And you said as a creator, that ideas and characters often jostle in the mind to be granted preferred status on the creative schedule. And that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I, like, I found that to be true. Like that, that, that's one that I can definitely testify to. So, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the film and your inspiration. Okay, so let me just show your audience, give them a brief, you know, what the film is about. Is uh, a writer who uh, he, he writes books. So he wrote his first book, and uh, it was a huge success. It was on um, New York Times bestseller all of this, you know, uh, wars and everything. And then the second book is a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, the movies, which we will shoot in the spring, it starts the night of when he reads the review of the new book. So just to give you, your audience a background, mm-hmm. and in, in, in reading that review, he, he all of a sudden got depressed and he fell into a state, we, I call it, catatonic, you know, but he began to see characters of his, from his other stories, from his scripts. So it's kind of a, they call it magic realism, the genre, you know, it's yeah. characters talking to the writer. And, so anyway, so that's the background. Okay. I got you. That's <laughs> now, good. We if, needed that. Huh? I said, yeah, that, that's good. We needed that background. So that's good. Okay, good. So now the inspiration, the Bhagavad Gita is now the Hindu text that's thousands of years old, thousands of years old, and it's written in verse, right? There's about 700 verses in the Bhagavad Gita, and it's just a conversation between a god named Krishna and a, and a prince, a warrior prince named Arjuna. So what happened in the story of the Bhagavad Gita is that Two families are fighting over who's going to be the uh, sit on the, on the on the throne of this kingdom, and they can't agree, so they're going to go to war. And as this prince is being driven in his chariot to to the battle, he he's very reluctant. He's like, I, I I can't do this. These are my cousins, my brothers, you know, my my teachers. And yeah. Krishna is telling him, you have to do this. There's no way out, you know. And so that's the whole text, the whole 700 verses is all this conversation. And what it is, it's not, it's not about really about the battle. It's about the battle of life. You know, are we going to do 
things to make life, you know, to live a full life, or are we going to let things happen to us? Are we going to take action, or are we going to be just not doing the right thing, so to speak? So that's that's what that's mm-hmm. a, as a very quick summary. It's a lot more to that, but that's just a very quick summary of of the of the Bhagavad Gita. And then for me personally, I was what I was saying was. You know, like I have a lot of ideas, and I'm sure you do too. Everyone, every one of us do. But yeah. how do you, you know, which one do you pick? Because you might be that type of person that has six, six ideas for screenplays, you know, but you can't, you can't write, uh, you can't sit down and do them all. So you have to decide, you have to make a decision, pick one, and, and sit on it, and, and see where that takes you. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the inspiration mm-hmm. for, the, for the story. Yeah, and I, I, I want to go back to that because maybe there's uh, <laughs> some, some some words of inspiration you could provide for those of us who, you know, have four or five, you know, six, seven or more different ideas, you know, really just trying to, I don't even know if it's a matter of priority or if it's just more based on what, what you know, what would be of interest at that time. But like, what do you, what do you do in those situations when you have, you know, different ideas for writing projects and things like that, that you're working on? How do you choose which one is going to come first? Right. Well, so what I'll do is I, um, you know, like, uh, with, with the writing specifically, I'll outline each one. Of them. I'll sit down with a piece of paper for each one and I'll see where the strongest idea is coming. And that's what I'm going to keep working on. You know, it's like watering the plants, you know, yeah. <laughs> some of them will grow taller than others. And that's the one I, you know, I must keep, keep, you know, because my, my goal is to come. Um, because so many times people don't finish, so I—that's my my driving force. Is I'm a, I must complete this thing, yeah. you know. So whatever I need to do, and in the early days, as you may know, uh, writing is very tough in the early days because ideas are just random. So you just have to keep going, and and then slowly, it's like you're you're carving a piece of stone or something, you know. Slowly, you see the shape of it. It starts coming out. You know, you just keep going, and it it it, it, it speaks to you when. When it's time to to go ahead with the project, it's time to get an action. Yeah, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And as a, a but but there's some, there's something else too that I, that I should say because some people have like I like I do music or film, you know. Um, some people have career where they they're talented in many ways. Exactly. And yeah. that, so it's, it's a bigger thing as well because you, what you have is if you chase too many things, then you you'll be good at nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's good to pick one and just follow it, and then you can branch off later on. You can do other things too, you know. Branch off exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And as like as a filmmaker, what do you believe? What do you believe all films need? Like in as far as to kind of captivate the audience and really touch them and get them interested in the film. Uh, I think a rel- relatability. You know, when you hear a song. It's easy. It's easy to do it with songs because when people hear a song they love, they listen to the lyrics and they be like, "Oh yeah, I felt that before." You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand what this this singer is trying to say. So with films, uh, first of all, you know, films are uh, when you when you look at a, a movie, you're 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 escaping, you're transferring into a different space from where you're at at the, at the time. But also, you do need a, a connection for the audience to say, oh, I can understand what this mother, let's say the mother loves a child, or, you know, I don't know, any, any example you could give. Yeah. They need to be able to relate to what that pain that that person is going through, or that joy, you know. 
And I think that that is a good good story, of course, you know, goes a long way. Goes a long way, exactly. Yeah, and when you were starting out, like, uh, I know you just recently uh, mentioned, you know, it was, it was a lot different, but what resources did you kind of turn to to learn more about the industry and, and really how to develop your own voice? Yeah, so what I did, and I have, um, do you know Quora, Q-U-O-R-A? It's, um, oh, yeah. It's like a question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I have a page on there. I mean, if, you're, if your audience is interested, if there are any filmmakers that are trying to start out, I have answered a ton of stuff on there and to help other people, you know. But when I started out, I was just so excited. I was just, I just decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to pursue this. To the, to, the, to the nth degree. So I, I started watching a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got books on film history. I talked to filmmakers. I talked to cinematographers, you know, like learn about the camera. You know, what, what, what kind of cameras are there? What do they each do? You know, I, I got jobs on movie set, whether it was in coffee, whether, whether it was driving the bus, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. covered all of this, you know, and I've worked in set dressing, I've worked in props, I've worked in art direction, I've done all these things slowly, you know, so that I could immerse myself into yeah. that space because I never went to film school. I taught, I, I, I just learned it from doing all these activities. So I would say, you know, reading a lot of scripts, which you could download online. <laughs> it's a yeah. beautiful thing, the internet. And, um, you know, watching movies, listen to interviews by directors, filmmakers, that yeah. kind of thing. Really get into it. Yeah. yeah. Now that's, those are some definitely helpful uh, ideas. Yeah. And, and I know you just mentioned, you know, the, the power of the internet. So how do you feel yeah. the emerging filmmakers, you know, are, are they at an advantage now, you know, considering where you were versus now? I feel so because, I mean, look, I, I have my phone. I can make a film on my phone. You know, I get a, you know, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, no, exactly. there's, no, there's no barriers to entry. Let's call it that, as they do in the, uh, in the tech world. No barriers to entry, no barriers to entry. The, the important thing now is for you to gain craft. And in order to gain craft, you need to do a lot of hard work and understand the medium that, that is film. Like, if you were today to become, let's say, a jazz musician, you know, mm-hmm. now what's the first thing you must do? You must, you must learn the craft. So the mistake I see with film is that everybody now can pick up a camera and just shoot and they call themselves a filmmaker. Now, no, there's, there's a technique, there's a craft to it right. that, that comes with practice, with, with study, and you can't, you cannot avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, and the other thing that I feel is important for, for people to do is become a visual person. Like, go to a museum, look, look at paintings. If you look at a famous painting or whatever, you, you realize that that painter, the, all they did was one thing. They didn't move the camera, and it tells you everything. And you're looking at a two-dimensional surface, and it tells you everything, you know. So that kind of, have an open mind, understand how people behave, you know, because so much is of filmmaking, directing, is about studying humanity. And um, replicating it, you know, into the, into the train. Replicating, yeah, yep, no, yeah. And, yeah, and I I like what you said about just kind of being able to to know the craft and and put it in the hard work because you're right. Like a lot of times when we're interested in doing things, instead of going through the trenches and and really developing it, it's just like you know, hey, I just go ahead and shoot it on the iPhone and upload it, and there you go, you know. <laughs> so 
So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally understand it. And speaking of which, I mean, go ahead. Uh-huh. It's easier to do that because you know there'll be a lot more people that have to separate yourself if you're serious about it. Yeah, you have to separate yourself from the pack, and that only comes with you know, like Will Smith said, beat on your crap every day. You know, like yeah. <laughs> talent is one thing, but understanding of the crap is really, really important. The, yeah, I hear you. And speaking of which, where do you see the film industry in five years? How is it going to evolve? Let's let's predict. <laughs> what what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking over the next well, five years? Well, hmm. oh, so all right. Well, I think that first of all, we're going to see a lot more filmmakers of different backgrounds. So that's good. We're going to see a lot yeah. more women filmmakers, filmmakers of color, you know, getting some space into the area where the exit, the exited space, like, you know, um, Netflix or movie theaters or, uh, you know, whatever. We're going to see that for sure. Yeah. And the storytelling is going to change, is going to get better and better. With Hollywood, I think, personally, I think that Hollywood will contract. The reason I say that is because they seem to have run out of ideas of this same type of movies, sequels of, of old movies, remakes, yeah. or, you know. And so they lost that, that what do you call it, creative uh, uh, infrastructure, let me call it that. I don't okay. know what other word to use. Where you develop ideas from scratch, and then you develop that thing to become something that people are ready to look at. The problem that you have is Hollywood, like in New York now, we pay like $16 to see a movie, right? So once, if you think about it, a family, mom, dad, two kids, and by the time they get all the popcorn and all that, it's already $100. So the product needs to meet that, and and it's not. So, (laughs) I mean, what's that? I said, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Yeah. So I think over the time, because the same thing happened with music. I mean, they were charging a lot of money for music <laughs> and not and only giving you one good song. And that's what happened. So that's what that's the direction Hollywood is taking it in. Now, for the smaller films, I think that's going to be great. I think a lot of there's a lot of possibility. Netflix, HBO, all that is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, I I turned to old trusty Netflix, and I I was doing Hulu for one time there, but yeah, Netflix is definitely going to be the the big guy here in a bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Netflix wins. Mm Mhm. And so, what do you enjoy most? Tell us about what you enjoy. What you enjoy most about using your creativity in film? Um. I really like to, well, you know, there's so many, I love it. I really love it. I wake up every day excited to, to get to work. And with, with film, you have to be insanely patient because projects take long, they take a long time. And 90% of it, of what you're doing is getting ready to do the 10%. Yeah. So with, with that, with that, I just keep myself motivated and, and, and I enjoy the writing. I enjoy the casting, like chasing down particular actors, like discussing with my team about the actors. Does this one fit? You know, writing the script, getting uh, people to read it, see what it sounds like, you know, run through some scenes with some folks, 
that, that that's the creative work. But yeah. there's also the fundraising. You got to go out there and, and be like trying to pitch your film so that you can get the money. Yeah. You know, um, because it's a, it's a pretty expensive app. I guess you know you, you can't do it without money. But so those are the things. Uh, you know, I wear both hats: the business hat. And then the creator hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The good thing is they're all one person, so at least you can have control yeah, over right? what, you, yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. Now, and, and tell us. Yeah, and you know, to yeah. that point, to your point about that, um, another thing I would say you have to be good at is uh, surround yourself with really, really excellent people doing what they do. Like a really good cinematographer who's going to take care of, you know, the camera work, you know, the lenses and all that. And, and, and don't be a micromanager, you know, let them respect them for what they do. And you're the leader. And that's it. You stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that comes with practice. <laughs> yeah, it'll flow. Yeah, it flows easier that way. And I know like you yeah. and with you, I guess you, you know, you have the, the film, the, the creating part. And then there's also the, the music part, the film scoring part. So how is the creative process different on the musical front? Oh, great, great question. So music thing, that's more internal. You know, it's more your like, it's in your head, you have a tune in your head, or, you know, and you slowly, over the days, you keep repeating that, and then you start to look at the scenes that you're trying to write for, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's a very, very personal, deep place that that comes from, versus, you know, the film, which is more external, you know, because you have to interact with a lot of folks. So... The, the, the composing is just you, yeah. <laughs> just you, yeah. and, and later on people will hear it and play it. But two different, two different process, two different things all together. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess it probably is. You know, it's good to kind of be able to go back and forth that one because I, I'm not saying you get burned out, but you know, it's kind of good oh, to yeah. have two different things, uh, talents to to go back and forth across. And, and you know, the cool thing about music is it's immediate. You get that. Immediate exactly. gratification because if you write a tune, you sit at the piano and play it out, you can hear it right away. With a film, <laughs> like, you have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait for those reviews to come in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I understand. I hear you. And in, in addition to, and I know you, you have the writing and, and the directing, and then you also do, which is, I guess, let me just ask you this question. As far as the audio, you know, I know you're in the business of, of audio, enhancing audio for film, the production part. So how is this similar to your film scoring work, or is this something separate? No, this is something I've been working on many years on the, on the side, you know, just finding new ways and better ways to enhance the sound of, of any of these things. Like if you're making a movie or a video, how do you make it better? That's oh, okay. It, you know, how okay. do you make the sound better? Got it. So what do we need to do with microphones, with that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So, would what is would you consider that like more of the the technical aspect of the? Yeah, okay. yeah. That's very technical. Got yeah. it. All right, yeah. all right, Shade. Tell us what motivates you. <laughs> oh man, you know many things, but one thing for me is um, looking down a lot. I want to look back on and see that I did all this work, you know, and that I made a contribution to the history of film. That's that's what motivates me. I don't want to be like on my on my last day and be like, oh man, what <laughs> so, a no regrets, <laughs> you know, no regrets. So 
that keeps me going. <laughs> keeps yeah. me straight, you know. That's good. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, no, you don't want to be one of those trying to, you know, attempt the bucket list at 100 years old. It's going to be a little bit too late. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit too late then. So do you, do you yeah. have a, any motivational gems you could share with, with, uh, with my audience here? Motivational gems. I mean, I'm a very motivated guy, so <laughs> you know, yeah. I, mean, I think whatever you, whatever it is in life that you want to do, I, I, I really believe that you have to uh, understand what is it going to take to get there. You know, and I think that a lot of people really don't do that. That they miss that middle middle thought. You know, like okay, I want to be X. Yeah. So what is it going to take for you to for you to do that? And that you, you you write it down. I'm, a, I'm big on notebooks and writing things down because it makes it somehow the subconscious mind takes it in and you're just like, okay, that's where I want to be at. But I'm here right now. Yeah. So all the things that I have to do is a lot of, you know, jumping through hoops, not taking no for an answer, keep working at it every day, the usual stuff that you hear, you know. And you hear something... A lot. People say, oh, don't give up. Now, I believe don't give up, but I believe give up on bad strategies, bad approaches. Oh, you can still okay. take a different direction to the same thing, you know? Yeah. I think that's important. So, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, that's, that definitely answers the question. That is very... Definitely very helpful. And I, I want to, yeah. before we wrap up here, I, I want you to share with us the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you. And let us, how has that helped you with your work? Yeah, okay. So I think there have been many advice given to me. But one, one of them, once in a while, it keeps coming back. Because somebody told me a long time ago, said, be, be honest in your assessment of your abilities as compared to the, the the top of your career, you know, the, the top level people that are doing it. Because don't kid yourself if, let's say, I want to, I want to play with the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> don't oh, kid yourself yeah. if, you know, don't kid yourself if you're not that good at that. You see, and that I thought was great because if you, if you think you're good, if you think you're going, you could be a director or ballerina, you know, or whatever, <laughs> just be, be able to assess your talent yourself in comparison to that the highest level of you know the people that are doing it you know out there okay. otherwise you could spend a long time just chasing something that is not really your thing yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah realistic <laughs> you are definitely on to something there yep i i, I yeah I think, I think one, one more thing i want to say is People, you know, people don't tell you, but um, in these type of things, like what I do, is um, a lot of um, stamina is needed, you know, so you have to take care of your health, you know, you have to exercise, you have to eat right, it's all a, a full package, you know, you have to, you have to raise your bar internally, you know what I'm saying, like, eat right, be, be a nice person, you know, yeah. <laughs> and send out good vibes, you know, and, and, and exercise, stay in shape. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree with you on every single one of those. I got I got real still when you mentioned the <laughs> I, I normally I, I work out and I'm into the, the whole fitness thing and I, I take care of whatever. But when you started talking about eating right and and you know we just just got off the holidays. We we're still in the holiday mode. So you can't be talking about the food. <laughs> Because we, 
I, I got real still and a little bit ashamed and embarrassed when you started going there because I know good and well that I just came off a, a, a holiday food binge and I'm probably going to be going back into another one come New Year's. This will be published after the fact, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah, those, those are some good points. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to edit that part out of here, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. This has been really, really cool. And before, um, before I let you go, uh, I tell you what, I've already kind of pulled all the words of encouragement and the thoughts, but if you, you know, any last thoughts, you can share those. And then I also want you to let us know when one hit one today's views, where we can find it, where we can find more information on the film, on Shea River, and just anything else you'd like to share with us. And uh, also include your social media handles. Okay. So um, if you're you're a filmmaker hearing this, or even a musician, whatever, you could go to Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, Okay. And you can put in my name, Shea River. You'll see it on the uh, on the podcast, or you can just Google me. And I think Core is one of the pages that come up when you when you when you Google me. If you have any questions about filmmaking, just I've answered a few of them there. And you can mm-hmm. also write me a question. You could you, you could send me a question on there. You know, then I would love for everybody to check out the One Hit Wonder website and. Follow us on social media from there. So it's onehitwonderfilm.com. Okay. The onehitwonderfilm.com. Please sign up for the updates so that we can send you updates. We're going to do a uh, Indiegogo fundraiser at the end of January to uh, to get things rolling. And uh, I'm also on Twitter, which is at Shea River. I check that all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And let, yeah. give us the spelling of your name, Shay. S like Sam, E like elephant, Y like yellow, I like intelligent. Got it. Perfect. All right, guys. So check him out at Shay River. Shay, I have definitely enjoyed having you on. Like I said, I was excited about this one. I got it. And, you know, we, we just now rolling into the new year. So uh, definitely looking forward to checking out the film. And I'm pretty sure you and I will be in touch before it previews. So absolutely. thank you so much for your time and looking forward for the next interview. We'll have to do a part two. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, man. This has been fantastic. And happy New Year to you and all of your audience. Absolutely. Happy 2018. Happy New Year to you as well. All right. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.